This is Business Beyond Bizarre, a podcast of the slightly unusual. Here's your host, Peter Anthony Holder. Hello and welcome to Business Beyond Bizarre, a podcast that will take you off the beaten path, introducing you to people who have slightly quirky hobbies or businesses. In movies and television, and even in stand-up routines, motels almost always seem to get a bad rap and are the butt of jokes. There's the no-tell motels, or the places that rent by the hour, Shows like Schitt's Creek didn't exactly paint motel ownership as a desirable goal in life. And who can forget that ultimate mama's boy, Norman Bates, who really needed to clean up after a shower. But in North Bergen, New Jersey, there is a place called the Lincoln Tunnel Motel. It's a family business run by Brian Acosta Aria. And Brian who is a TikTok star, has turned that image on its head, helping the less fortunate in his community. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's go back to the beginning of the story and introduce you to Brian. He's the son of an immigrant from India who didn't want to be in the family's motel business that he was born and raised into. He wanted to be... An actor. I wasn't quite allured by going into the motel business, being that I, I, I lived there and I was amongst it constantly. So I wanted to kind of do something else. And him being totally different from a lot of the fathers that I knew, especially like a brown dad, you know, he was very much like, okay, you can go and do your thing. And my thing was I wanted to be an entertainer. I wanted to be an actor. I even trained to do that. I went to college to do that. And I went to Hollywood for a little bit. And then I came back after not exactly exceeding my expectations. And what was here? The family business, you know, like it should be. And he uh, embraced me back in and had me start working the night shift. So Brian settled into the motel life and settled down. He got married and he and his wife had four kids. But he never gave up on his dreams. He would continue to audition for roles, and then TikTok came around. TikTok kind of changed everything. It made it very easy for me to tell my story the way I wanted to. Of course, I participating in trends and trending sounds and music and dancing and all that stuff is one part of it. But something that TikTok really does well, which I think I adopted very fast, was being able to tell my story and tell the motel story and inadvertently advertise for the business. I mean, it didn't start off like that, you know, but it just kind of, uh, I, I talked about the business so much that it was essentially advertising itself. Everything was going fine, but then the plague that is COVID hit. It was a combination of the lockdown, his TikTok page, and his altruistic nature that really brought him a lot of attention. That all happened because of COVID, essentially. And lockdowns are what shut down this industry. They didn't shut down us, though. We stayed open through the entire lockdown, not unlike other motels around this area. And um, we saw an influx of unhoused people, people getting evicted as well, people off the street. And so I had all these empty rooms, and I thought I needed to do something about it. So I did. <laughs> I took the initiative and anyone that would come in and say, hey, I don't have any money or I have $10 to my name, I'd give them room for the night. And we have continued that ever since. When did Brian realize that he could use TikTok 
to help the less fortunate in his community? Well, word of mouth definitely went around our community. It, it helped that we got attention from other established like blogs and local media and stuff like that. They reposted all of our content. I was born in the Philippines, but very much raised in New Jersey. I got attraction from a lot of uh, New Jersey blogs and Instagram and Facebook pages and stuff like that that were like heavily, you know, trying to uh, sponsor New Jersey businesses and, and interesting things in New Jersey. And the Lincoln Tunnel Motel has been here long enough to essentially have this kind of like legendary status, I guess, <laughs> in the community, believe it or not, for being like a random motel. But many people in our community have stayed here as teenagers throwing parties here and into well into their adulthood. So it helped um, just still being here in this community. And then TikTok really cracked it wide open. We fortunately got uh, viral very fast. And once it cracked 100K, 250K, I thought, okay, I got to keep telling my story then in that case. Brian's TikTok page quickly ballooned to 890,000 followers. And he told his followers that free, no-frills accommodations were available to anyone who needed a place to quarantine or simply stay because they had nowhere else to go. Brian's philanthropic need to help those in his community comes naturally. It was instilled in him by his father. This was one of his more affordable places, and it was known for that, as I said, known in the community. And so when you got people come in here since they were 18, 19 years old, you know, eventually they get older, right? They start families themselves, you know, they, and then they need some help. They don't move out of the area. And so we're, we'll always be here for that. And my dad established that. He was always the guy that people came and they were like, is George here? That's my father's name is George here. <laughs> I need to talk to George, you know, and my dad would pop up and be like, okay, what do you need? And that's it. That's all you really need to say. What do you need? And then we can kind of work from there, you know. Going viral means that Brian has also received an outpouring of love and some basics to help out, often coming from people who know exactly how he's helping folks. They share the story. They either themselves have been in a position where they had to turn to a motel, hotel for some shelter for a week or two if forever whatever reason they're going through they relate to this story you know either they or perhaps a relative uncle aunt, grandpa i've heard them all all sorts of stories from people and so they see what i'm doing here and they relate so much to me as an owner this being a family business and the effort at least we're kind of trying to do something in our neighborhood to get people off the street to help people out to this day so of course they will suggest hey can i send a toiletry item can i send some blankets some tents non-perishable food you know people are very imaginative like that and they're willing to push the button and send it and so all you got to do is have somewhere to send it to brian doesn't know how his viral status has played to his direct competitors in his area when it comes to other motels but interestingly enough he was surprised by the reaction he got from an establishment that was half the globe away. I'm very in touch with the people that support me on TikTok. It's a big, big old community, and I have been. Being locked down and stuff like that, everyone was inside, and I was literally, like, entertaining them. So a lot of it was, a lot of messages I get are like, thank you for being there at such a crazy time, putting out content and putting out entertainment and thought-provoking stories and telling your story and being so brave like that. You know, so the influence is there so much so that recently, in light of uh, the Roe v. Wade, turnover 
I made a TikTok saying that being that New Jersey is safe to uh, get an abortion, if someone is coming to New Jersey to do that, which is perfectly legal in this state at least, at the Lincoln Tunnel Motel, I'll give them room for free. I said that, no real political leaning or anything like that. I just thought it was the right thing to do. I was tagged in a post on Instagram from a resort in Hawaii, of all places, in Hawaii, where abortion is legal. And they themselves said, we will do the same, just like Brian Acosta Aria. And it blew my mind. I was like, what? <laughs> How do you? <laughs> okay, you're going to do the same thing like me? That's such that I'd If I had to be tagged as an influencer in any way, which I really do not like that term, if I got to influence somebody to do what's right in their heart, that's awesome. So everything goes in circles. Brian grew up in a family business, but wanted to make his way as an actor. He went to California to go to school and stake his claim, but it didn't work out at that time. So he circled back to the family business, started a family of his own, used his acting skills to create inventive videos, which in turn led to viral fame, built up the business, and helped his community. And the viral fame might just lead back to acting. I would hope so. I mean, you know, five years ago, I was like, where's my career going? What am I doing? Is this a dead end? But it's not. It wasn't a dead end working here. I didn't let it to be. You know, working a nine to five job, that to some people, especially young people, it's terrifying that this is it. But it's what you make it. I'm so thankful for social media and stuff like that. They're giving me a platform. You know, as long as you're willing to tell your story and put yourself out there. I've always been willing to put myself out there. So whatever this turns into, being in the media and stuff, People Magazine, that's all like, I was kind of expecting that. I was like, about time. <laughs> you know, this is, this is bound to happen for for someone that didn't give up and um i, I never gave up and, and telling my story and being as real as possible you know i knew there was a place for me for me i think the next step is i i do have a documentary uh coming out a full-length documentary that's going to be in the movies and everything that is something that i've literally always wanted well yeah. i was i was about to ask when the brian acosta uh, aria story is made into a theatrical release do you get to play yourself or do you have somebody else in mind <laughs> i would ideally love to play myself you know that representation is super super important to me but i mean this is such a diverse story full of the it's the american dream you know what i mean so i would properly i would want to properly depict that with tons of people of color because that's my world you know and that's what i want to put out there and of of course, there's a severe lack of representation out there and a severe lack of representation for the story, this story in general. You know, you don't see a lot of films centered around this kind of American dream. And, you know, I'm living it. So I'm ready to tell it as long as I can. Oh, I think we'll see his name big up in lights one day. But he's already big in the hearts of his TikTok fans and also in his community. You can check out his TikTok page at LT Motel, or just look for Brian the Motel Guy. Business Beyond Bizarre. When you're enjoying a pleasurable warm water soak and sun in the waters of the Gulf of Mexico, just off Dunedin, Florida, there probably comes a moment where you might get the sudden craving for a pizza. Well, fear not, because Sean Ferrero owner of Madison Avenue Pizza, has got you covered. Out of nowhere, he will show up on his boat and sell you a pizza as you float there in the Gulf. That's why he's known as the Pizza Skiff Guy. 
Where did this idea come from? To be honest, you know, we chat a lot during dinner service, a little banter between the guys in the kitchen and I, you know, it just kind of came up in conversation one night and it was kind of a uh, comical thing, you know, nobody, I don't think took it too seriously, but one day I was browsing Facebook marketplace and I saw this little 15 foot skiff and I was like, man, that would be really perfect for that pizza skiff idea. One thing led to another. I bought the boat, gave it a couple trial runs and, and it just took off. Seafarers, unlike the landlubbers like me, know that a skiff is a flat-bottom boat, so it doesn't need deep water to navigate in. It has a uh, like a tunnel hole, a very, very flat bottom. I can drive it in literally less than a foot of water. People don't call ahead and order his pizzas. He just shows up on his boat to sell them. Typically, we'll load up with a mixture of cheese and pepperoni pies at the shop. You know, I have these heater bags, also an iPad that takes credit cards and whatnot, and, you know, pull up to an island or a sandbar in the area, and uh, people just, uh, people go nuts over it. Are there actually people in the water when you are going out selling pies to them? Yeah, definitely. You know, one of our favorite places to sell is a sandbar, just, I don't even know, not even a mile from the restaurant. You know, it's a very, it's like a, a place where people anchor up. It's less than a foot of water, but there is no land. So everybody's just kind of floating around in the water, hanging out in the water, and we just pull right up right next to them. Wait a minute. As children, weren't we always told, nay, I say warned, that we shouldn't eat and go swimming? Were our parents lying to us? Well, I don't know how uh, accurate the wives' tale is of that, you know, but, uh, you know, hopefully people are being safe while eating and swimming. Selling pizzas by the boatload is not the only out-of-the-box idea that has garnered Sean some attention. Back on land, at his regular establishment, he has something called the 32-inch Pizza Challenge. So we make a 32-inch pizza. It's the biggest in Tampa Bay. It's really big. I mean, people can't imagine it if they've never seen it before. And basically, people, two people get one hour to eat a one-topping 32-inch pizza. You know, we have probably uh, maybe a 5% pass rate, maybe a little less. How did that idea come up? Just another one of those conversations in the kitchen. I'm a chef owner, so I spend most of my time making pizzas. And the banter goes back and forth on a Friday night when we're cooking. And... Uh, I used to go to school in Tallahassee. There's a place called Momo's that makes a 30-inch pizza there. We started talking about it and then uh, wanted to make a large pizza, so I measured the door. 32 inches is the biggest that you could get out our door without tilting it. And, uh, you know, now we're here. At this time, let's take a moment to learn about his establishment, Madison Avenue Pizza. We're a family-owned local pizza restaurant. We're here in Dunedin, Florida, right by the water. Definitely not the typical pizzeria that you'd see around town. I mean, we make big pizzas, crazy pizzas. You know, we do crab rangoon pizzas, chicken and waffles pizzas. You know, we have a kind of a classic rock reggae music vibe in the shop. And it's just, you know, we, we like to have fun here. It's, it's definitely a uh, unique pizza restaurant. Whoa. Let's just back up a second here. Did Sean just say chicken and waffles pizza yeah every week we do a uh, pizza special that lasts monday through sunday sometimes they're more vanilla uh this week it's an italian sub pizza but we also have a uh, chicken and waffles pizza we have a mac and cheese pizza we have a hot cheeto chicken tender pizza all kinds of unique uh ones that we rotate in is there anything you can't do with the pizza outside of making one larger than can get through your door 
not that I'm aware of yet. I mean, definitely, uh, you know, we've got a lot of crazy ideas and suggestions and we try and make all of them work. So back to the boat. When Sean first came up with this idea, did he have any inkling as to how many pizzas he might sell this way? We originally just thought we were going to sell, you know, a couple. I mean, I don't know. I, you know, summertime slow for us, so I was looking for a way to generate a little extra revenue. We ended up selling, you know, I thought I was maybe going to sell 10 or 20, and we ended up selling, you know, we sell 40 or 50 easily per day to the point where I just kind of get tired toward the end of the day and have to wrap it up. I'm reminded of that great line from Jaws. We're going to need a bigger boat. Check out Sean's website at madisonavenuepizza.com. And Avenue is spelt the shortened way, A-V-E. So that's Madison, A-V-E, pizza.com. If you're planning next summer on waiting in the Gulf of Mexico, just off Dunedin, Florida, you too can have a pepperoni pizza delivered to you in the water. Just don't let your parents know. Business Beyond Bizarre. And that's it for this second season of Business Beyond Bizarre. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you haven't heard the first season, perhaps this is the time to swing back and catch up on our first 10 episodes. And while you're at it, tell all your friends, share the mirth, and who knows, maybe your friends and family will be inspired to create their own business that's beyond bizarre. This has been Business Beyond Bizarre, a presentation of Flying Fish Communications and Group Fair Play.